Welcome back to Coaches Exploring Clarity. And this week we have a special guest, Sheila O'Grady, who's joining us, uh, a longtime student of Jamie Smart and somebody I've had the pleasure of being in courses with for the last couple of years. And uh, she's joining us for Chapter 21, Living a Life You Love. And I'll start by reading the quote from Joseph Campbell, mythologist, writer, and lecturer. We must be willing to get rid of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. The old skin has to be shed before the new one can come. That quote really uh, resonates with me um, because, I, you know, I had a 20 plus year career in the grocery business, retail analytics, and I feel like stepping out of that and into this coaching realm it literally felt like shedding <laughs> an old skin and... Uh, so when, you know, I can almost, you know, when I read that, I almost get like a sensation across my body of, you know, shaking off that, uh, that old life and stepping into this life that I'm in now. Actually, when I read this this morning, Elena, it took me back to our conversation yesterday. So it wasn't, <laughs> which won't be shared here. Um <laughs> So it's not, it wasn't as much a sensation of um, shedding skin or, or, or shaking off an old life, but um, as often happens there in our conversations, Elaine and I, we we think uh, or, or we will reference something will come up and, and we'll, like I said yesterday, or maybe this was last week, oh no, Elaine's like, oh, there it is. And I'm like, oh, I thought I'd kick that to the curb. And there it is. So it's something, it's this, it feels like layers of, I looked at this that way and I thought I'd dealt with that. So there's, there are all these layers and, and about the, the old skin thing where I can see there are still elements of my thinking and behavior and habits that are still there. There, uh, it's like I, I see things much more quickly sometimes they still bug me enormously but I can get over it more quickly so there's something in that about the layers and and just all the different elements of us that sort of evolving that's what I don't know why that came up for me today but that's what came up for me mm. yeah that's uh that's beautiful it's like we have many layers to shed and I completely get that but the whole um feeling of this chapter to me is about newness and freshness and just seeing things as they are as opposed to how we would normally see them based on our old thinking that we bring in and it is that whole freshness that was i mean even the title of the chapter living a life you love it's not their life it's a life just implies to me the infinite possibilities rather than my previous thinking would be that there's a right life and I've got to get it right and I can do it wrong and don't get it right. that comes up over and over but you see actually no there is another way of looking at this and it is it's not about getting it right missing out on something it's just about the experience and seeing something new in that moment and enjoying it and that's kind of the lightness of the chapter that I'm seeing. Yeah I love that 
Sheila, and it, it sort of leads into the next bit, you know, the idea that the the idea of sort of winning the unwinnable game. Because like if you keep, you know, if you keep kind of moving, well, this is the only skin I've got, mm-hmm. then then there there isn't even a game to win. You, you've lost from the very beginning, kind of thing. But the idea is it and it's something about as well, I don't know if, if you or played a game, or maybe you still play it. I used to use it a lot in my language classes. Lateral thinking. Have you ever played any of those games? You know, you get the the puzzle that you have to resolve that is just ridiculous. You know, like there's a guy in the lift and he every day goes out and every day he presses the, the little button at the bottom and he goes to work and then he comes back. But when he comes back, he always takes the stairs and you've got to work out why that happens. You know, and he's not he's not a fitness maniac or anything like that. So it goes on. It's the same thing, but we keep the idea that we, we keep playing the same game. And if we don't have, you know, a new skin to wear or a new perspective or a new something that is not the opposite of what it looks like. Like I feel bad, I want to feel good. I feel, mm. you know, yeah. I'm fed up, I want to feel happy. I'm it's never the opposite, it's lateral too. And and that sounds to me like, mm. you know, the unwinnable game is, well, okay. hey, great. The only answer is, well, I'm not going to play by those rules. I'm going to play my game. Yeah. Which, like, to me sounds like a, a, a real winner, you know, and a, a wonderful place to maybe grow that skin and maybe even know that the skin you can, like, just like a snake, you know, it sheds it multiple times and will do until it's dying day. And I guess that's what change is all about, transformation, change. As you mm-hmm. grow, if the skin grows with you as well, you know, you can it 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 can it contains something else yeah. as life evolves. Yeah. Part of that metaphor that just occurred to me as we were talking was that you know the shedding of, of an old skin. Um, the new skin is already there. Like it's 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 coming from within. Um, and that's the same, same as what the, the message of this chapter is, you know, the search is over and, uh, that kind of stuff. I do have to shout out this Star Trek reference because I'm a huge um, Star Wars <laughs> fan, but also a huge Star Trek fan. So the fact that Jamie included the Star Trek reference is like just perfect for me. Um, but yeah, the, the, I often think it, to me, it, it's like analogous to, um, almost this whole three principles thing as being a new paradigm for life. It's like, you know, we, I say we, but like for me, like there's a certain way I thought I had to live my life and there were Mm -hmm. certain rules to follow. And, you know, society says this is how it works. And for me, a lot of it was focused around um, this whole notion of, working my ass off till retirement and then I can, then I can start enjoying myself. (laughs) And unfortunately I'm still a long way away from retiring, but um, you know, even if I was retired, I'm not sure I'd be wanting to do anything different than what I'm doing right now anyway, Um, which is a lot different than the way I felt for most of my, my career. So it's, it's that, you know, um, you don't have to play by the rules or the perceived rules and, and, uh, those are all made up anyway. I know in the, la- in the last chapter, we talked about a compliant workforce, but it's the same kind of thing, right? Like all these societal 
rules and boundaries that have been created are, are just, they're just made up. We can, we can yeah. uh, channel our inner Captain Kirk and break, <laughs> break the rules. Yeah. And the funny thing about all that as well is we do pick up all the societal rules and all the rules when we've been growing up, going through school, the workplaces that we've all worked in. But if you're to look at everybody, we've all taken on different bits of those rules. We haven't even all come up with the same mm. rule as such, which just is adding to the idea that it, they are all just just made up. And to me, it's like we've created, or in my mind, I've created a huge matrix, like a, I see it as a huge database in my mind that I've created, taken all these things that have happened in an experience and made them a cause and effect mm. and the whole rule system of if that happens this happens and seeing seeing that just lightens a whole lot that you have that I've done that and so has everybody else and mm -hmm. everything we just see so differently but in a moment your rules come in but you've got the opportunity to think does this rule serve me or do it so you can keep it or not and that it's the not knowing that that's possible that that creates heaviness isn't it mm. when you're caught up in thinking this is it but I just see this huge database that I've got um I see in databases I did computer in my degree yeah. so in fact, I do <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got that sort of mind so that's where I've made all these tables of things and experiences that all I've put meaning to now, obviously, um, that yeah. come up, but it, it is uh, the fact that we've all created our own version and we will keep doing that <laughs> forever. There it is. Um, The next piece I uh, on two two six here. I was in a conversation with someone this morning. This whole notion of um, the moment we think there's somewhere to get to that there's better than here, we stepped out of our sanity. And the person I was with this morning um, was sharing some of the things that she has brought and messages and um, rules from her childhood and and the thing that. Even as she said out loud this morning, she's like, oh, I still do that. There's a thing that she is still seeking. And she said last week she was about to do it again um, because she thinks if she has that, that that next thing, that will validate me, that will make me look this way. And her husband's like, hold on a minute, you're going to pay all that money to do that to make you feel like what? And she's mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, yeah, it's not going to do it, is it? Uh, yeah, so there's just that. And how, and again, she will do that again, no doubt. No doubt. So it's that, you know, see it, but um, it's it's likely that we continue to fall into the trap, isn't it? It will be, it's, it's out there somewhere. It's interesting. Yeah, that's been the biggest change for me in the last... 18 months or so is the like in in this block called the search is over the idea of have it here and have it now like i don't need to be making a certain amount of money or have a certain number of clients or 
um, I don't know, the weather doesn't even have to be a certain way. <laughs> um, yeah, like the just the, the the I've really bought into or realized that the happiness is already there. Like it's it's the, at the core of who I am. And when I when I let my negative thinking or contaminated thinking kind of fall away, I'm just ha like my natural state is to be happy. And I couldn't tell you how many people, people that are close to me, people that I haven't seen in a while. I've had so many comments about how happy I seem. Um, and I, I usually make a joke about, well, it's, it's not just seeming happy. I am happy. <laughs> um, like it's not a, it's not a front or a, a, a show or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that's been a big change in my life in the last 18 months. Yeah, I find that um, a difficult concept, not being happy, um, mm. but the concept that if, if you know, we, the, the tendency for every single one of us, you know, to, to go to get therapy, get help, get into a lot of thinking, even by yourself, alone in your room kind of thing, when things aren't working. And, and the idea that, you know, oh, well, I'm happy kind of well to me sort of contradicts a little bit the the sense of clarity or or the place that you find yourself in when you have clarity and when you have no thinking and there's no contaminated thoughts so i guess part of the misunderstanding for a lot of us is thinking that we're seeking happiness in the way that's defined by math thinking. So, like, I know what you're talking about, Greg, mm. but it's not really happiness that we're looking for. And, and just go, I'm going to whiz straight to the my end of the book, you know, on the scale. I guess we're looking for the neutral position where we can't apply anything that can alter our natural state of being so that includes happiness mm. in the way it's interpreted in today's world of course so, so i think there's kind of a it was needed to regulate exactly even even what we say you know to, to point people in a direction of what what it is that we're really looking for is it really called happiness mm -hmm. and something's coming and i can't remember the quote but it's something about that sydney bank says you know we're looking for the silence in the silence that's what that's where we're going to rather than happiness and i think we can, people can get a i think a lot of people get very very confused over what it is they're actually looking for. And they think it's happiness, but again, they think that. Mm. But they don't feel what it is. They don't have an experience or a, an awareness of the experience of when they're at their very best. Yeah, I completely get that. Because for me, I would say the place For me, the underlying place is, is a silence and it's not 
I'm in a silent room. I could be in the noisiest room. But it's that inner lack of chatter. Because for me, the freedom is from that taking any notice of the chatter because you never get rid of the chatter. But it's your relationship with it and realising that you can be with that and still be at peace in the silence. And and I think that the irony of that is, or it's not ironic really, but when you're caught up in that, who you think you are and you want, you're looking for the happiness or the silence or whatever you want to call it. When you're actually in that, you, the idea of you isn't even there. So you don't even know it, if that makes sense, because it's an idea of who you want to be. So that's how, for me, it makes more sense. It's recognising when you're not there. Because when you're there, you're just there. <laughs> and it's that, I, and I could get what Elaine say because if people haven't really experienced that space, of pure it's not that right because I think everybody experiences it you don't recognise it mm. or think it was a, a natural place to be and it's that knowing of that space and that you will return to it isn't it or that not even returning because just always there apart from when you get caught up in your chatter and yeah People can interpret happy as being having that thing they're seeking rather than who they already are. Yeah. 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 That's what I I was getting from what Elaine was saying in terms of this misinterpretation of what happiness is. It's like it's associated with objects or or material things or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I had one client who totally stressed out and overwhelmed at work. But when he goes on vacation, like as soon as his feet touch the ground off the plane, he's totally at peace. <laughs> and um, I tried every way to Sunday to, to get him to see that, that, you know, that's coming from within him. He doesn't actually have to be in Costa Rica or in the Bahamas <laughs> or whatever to feel that way. He could feel that way here in Toronto in the middle of the winter. Um but for him, it's almost like a, uh, you know, uh, he he won't give himself permission to experience that unless these certain conditions are met. Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, he, he's had some glimpses of it, but it, it's it's been an interesting um, uh, onion to peel back for him. <laughs> And it reminds me of this this part where, uh, and I always laugh when I hear this story from Jamie about when he launch, starts a program and he says, you can have the life you want this weekend. And people start panicking going, no, no, it's, it's too soon. <laughs> no time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe next month when I have things slow down a little bit. Yeah, when I'm in Costa Rica. Like, yeah. yeah. Or even like, well, that's not possible because I've got to kind of work on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how can I can't have it today? I've got some work to do before yeah. I get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I imagine like you show up to go on a trip or a journey and you've got all your luggage packed and you're ready to get on the bus or whatever. And then Jamie would come out of the bus and say, Okay, folks, guess what? We're already here. <laughs> 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 like, 
Well, yeah, how can we be here already? We we haven't even gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I didn't want to go on with holiday on, on holiday with you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the last part of that search is over box I highlighted it says there's nothing missing. You were born whole, and you still are whole. And I, I thought, wow, that's mm. that's a pretty powerful sentence right there. Yeah, and it's funny because for me, I. I have an easier time of seeing that in other people or, you know, I, when I read that, I, in particular, I think of my kids mm. and it's easier to think about it for them than it is for myself sometimes, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a great reminder. I'm finding that, just thinking, coming from that word permission, that's the word that, um, Greg, that comes up a lot in my life. Mm. And I realized that unconsciously, uh, so talking about three principles, let's say, you know, as I read and I read more and more and all makes like a hell of a lot of intellectual sense. Of course it does, you know, doesn't it just? And then when we step out, out of this nice little foursome get together and my cat's just done something terrible and all the rest of it. And you're like, you know, oh, God, this is just a pile of nonsense. You know, it's not true. And I realized that the very, you know, search for that place that apparently we're all looking for, for me, is in part, or at least before I sort of got into this journey, but right at the beginning, and, you know, the, the idea of Jamie, you know, the search is over sort of thing, is actually having permission or giving permission to yourself to be able to investigate that thing that are the three principles that contain, let's say, they are the container in a, in a linguistic sense of the container of what it is that we're looking for. And, and I'm wondering, you know, how many people in this world, you know, are waiting. I guess it goes back to our conversations about sovereignty and ownership, you know, waiting for the permission just to be themselves. And and how yeah. dreadfully misleading and, and mistaken that that is. You know, where we some, somehow we have got that famous umbilical cord attached you know, 100% of the time, and we never let it go. And it's not even about attaching it to yourself, because I think Jamie once explained, it's about just letting it go. We don't need, we don't even need it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? I, um, I mean, I'm sure we've all been where we've had, I'm the sort of person who, I'm the sort of person who doesn't, which is was some of the first things that I realised that I'd gone through life doing that about me and everybody else. I still do, don't get me wrong, but it's seeing that you do that, that's the important thing. And um, I always thought that spirituality was something really high and wasn't me and I couldn't possibly be a spiritual person. I didn't even look into it or read anything about it. I really, truly thought, that 
those sort of books and the words in them weren't for me. One thing, they didn't mean anything to me. Somebody could say the most beautiful thing about encasing yourself in your mind and all the rest of it. And it meant absolutely nothing to me because as far as I was concerned, I was living in reality in a world that was the way I thought it was. So people saying stuff like that, really, I just thought special people can hear what I've mentioned, those words, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but it's you can tell yourself any story, can't you, and believe it. That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> it's like that's for them. That's that's for those other the other people. Yeah. 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 I'm too logical for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, and, and you know, then we'll say something. Well, it's all right for them because they've mm -hmm. got A, B, C, and D out there. Yeah. You know, it's all right <laughs> for them. Yeah. They they've got it. They they were able to spend the money and do the, the thing. They were able to you know they they it's yeah. all right for them. They were born into a something family. It's all right for them, and mm. so you stay in your little trap in your little rabbit hole and yeah. stay there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I highlighted this whole example of the contrast between the two people going for a job interview, mm -hmm. one with a yeah. very busy mind and, and one in a nice, calm, clear state. Yeah. And it's so obvious <laughs> which one would get the job or perform better in that situation. Uh, yet I know my own experience has been kind of fighting with myself not to be that busy-minded worrier. Um, you know, I, I used to tell myself things like, uh, you know, especially for a job interview, like, I'm going to talk about myself. Like nobody knows myself better than me. So what 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 am I worrying about? <laughs> um, yeah. kind of stuff. Anyway, it, it, this one really struck chord with me because I, I have a I have a product called an inter interview simulator to help people prepare for job interviews. So this one in particular really jumped out at me. He's like, oh yeah, I could include something like this in my in my material. Um, and I like the the point he made. Jimmy makes about. Our psychological immune system exists to guide us into a natural, enjoyable experience of life. And uh, I know there's a whole chapter on the psychological immune system earlier, but it's it's just a great reminder that I often forget that we have such a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Or we interpret it back to front. So... We think it means the opposite to what it's like. Mm. It's just saying you're caught up in your thinking and we think, no, there's something important in here. Think more, think more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elaine pulled me up on that yesterday. Yep, thank you very much. <laughs> I was like, no, I have to understand that. I have to get it. I have to get that. I have to get that. And she's like, mm, no, not so much. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. And... Um you say you practically underlined the whole, you know, the whole paragraph, two, three paragraphs of the of the example. I underlined it really, it because these words just jumped right out of me again because my habitual way of thinking is always sort of 
hierarchical. So when the, Jamie says, uh, okay, so when they go to the job interview, contrast is huge. One is clear-headed, uh, relaxed and alert, while the other is feeling anxious and insecure. Okay, then he goes on to say, one listens deeply to the interview and starts feeling connected to them. Mm. Like that, and I'm going, what? Yeah. Isn't it the job interview that does the doing? Like, this, that, that's, like, horribly wrong. But, I mean, it, we know it's so right. Mm. And and how perhaps even connected in a, some way to the chapter before on leadership. Again, although you on the you're the one that wants the job, you're the one that's kind of underneath the interviewer. And, you know, please give me a job kind of thing. And I'm going to show up my very best and try to do my very best. And you're going to judge me and assess my ability, my qualification. Like that's that would be my take mm. a few years back. And like just that, you know, that is just stepping into your, you know, again, so sovereignty mm. and ownership. Like, and it, it actually, oh, God, of course, you know. You don't have to convince anybody of anything. You don't have to play to anybody else's wishes, desires, or anything. You just, you do it. And how you do it, you do it through the connection that you make. Suddenly, suddenly, Matt, sort of the whole yeah. thing just kicked round in the other way. Uh, that struck me. Uh, that, uh, actually, that was the only bit on there uh, in that paragraph that I highlighted as well, because what that said, it struck me the same way. It was like, well, imagine, first of all, if everybody knew that that was available to them, what a load off. I mean, what a load off. But then the next thing I thought was, well, in and of itself, there's if you told someone you're going for an interview, there's nothing to do, they'd be like, but to be connected and to not have all the crazy thinking and to not be trying to prove anything, wow, it's like, that is just, it is, it's polar opposite of how we consider that experience, mm. how we have been, again, conditioned to consider that experience. And super, yeah, cool to link it back to the leadership thing because it's the, you know, it's almost the hierarchical and the proving yourself and, yeah. yeah. It's funny because Go ahead, Sheila. I was just going to say, and also, even though you're saying it's hierarchy, I can't even say hierarchy in there. Um, I, as my, in my corporate life, carried out lots of interviews with, as the interviewer. And you can get just as much up in your head thinking that it's more nervous than the person you're interviewing. Absolutely. As well, from yeah. not having that connection. So it works on both sides, yeah. despite the fact you think there's some sort of a hierarchy and that's there. <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah yeah this this last week has been free agent frenzy in uh national hockey league in the and national basketball association here in north america so, and it's it's such a contrast to this idea of the like the hierarchy is reversed right because the the players are the ones with the power and the teams are basically chasing them and i mean there's guys signing ridiculous deals like you know five years for 250 million dollars and, and stuff but i just i think of you know the um like the player the, the one of the differences obviously there's all kinds of differences one of them is the player knows what they're worth they know who they are what they bring to the table 
a regular person going for a job interview is more worried about what the company thinks or or I need this job to pay my bills or I, things like that. Like they're not focused on who they are and what they have to offer. Um, anyway, just I see a, a big contrast. Um, and of course, I love contrasting sports to real life. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> This next uh, few pages here, I just thought, mm. it's like, how did I miss this the first time I read through the book? <laughs> yeah. Me yeah. too. Because this is yeah. like gold. This, this, these yeah. next few pages, there's like, I almost Me want to like rip them out of the book and like post them where I can see them all the time because it was, it was a fantastic, almost like a, a checklist to go through appreciation, gratitude, ease off on trying to figure it out. Uh, which you just talked to Lynn a little bit, understanding uh, a rational goal, pause when agitated, look to the source. You don't need to be vigilant. Be kind to yourself. I put an asterisk beside that one. Lighten up. Uh, allow wisdom to guide you. I was like, holy cow, this is like the whole program in six little paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. 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 It and, is. And, and it all made like perfect sense now that I read it again and realized that I, why didn't I see this before sort of thing. And it also, again, what what struck me was like you're you're sort of you know even better than average guru. They'll start from these mm. concepts, and it struck me that unless you have at least a, or at least for me, unless what I had or have have not had, you know, a basic understanding. Of like where all this actually comes from, which like it's already there inside you kind of thing. It wouldn't make sense for me as your average guru kind of thing to start trying to teach people to do that. But that's what a lot of, you know, in the mass media, in the general sort of meditation sort of field and mindfulness and that kind of thing, they try to get you on board here. Mm. But there must be a different, at least for me, it's because I've had a different understanding and a different starting point that now it seems perfectly logical and it's just kind of obvious that yeah. that that these, you know, what are they, six, seven things, eight or so, you know, and they actually, they're, they're kind of so obvious. Well, yeah, we've got that, haven't we now? Mm. Kind of thing. So, yeah. and again, you know, sort of great appreciation to, to, to Jamie for just setting out the whole book the way he's done it. Because it's, it, it's, it's pretty genius, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, what, he, what he's done there. Yeah, this was almost yeah. like a, a bow, <laughs> being a bow. Yeah. 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 And also, I completely um, agree with what you've, you've, you've said, Elaine, because if you just gave somebody a book on gratitude and said follow that, forcing forcing that as a like a tool to use just yeah. doesn't do anything for you. Because I mean, trying to think of something you're grateful for when you haven't realised when the circumstances what, what are totally have, what, against you, you know, what, yeah, grateful yeah. for what? You know, I'm in prison and yeah. do this, that, and the other, and you know, I'm. I've just been going to, you know, I've got certified total loony. Um, grateful for what? You must be joking, mate. 
yeah, I completely. Yeah. You're not. You're not going to teach me any gratitude. Like, excuse mm. my French, Greg. You can cut this out. Like, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just as bad as telling somebody it's just your thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and you're slump on the nose, maybe. But uh... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well done, Jamie, with that. I mean, brilliant. Yeah. Mm. I also I love uh, uh, I really really love the the lighten up piece because sometimes we just forget mm. but you know it's just sometimes things feel pretty serious and I I love that that came there um yeah we need to lighten up yeah I love that quote on, at the beginning of that one Oscar Wilde famously said life is too yeah. important to be taken seriously yeah <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I, I probably would have heard a quote like that and thought it was a joke. Yeah. Like, a, you know, there, there was a, it was meant to be humorous, but yeah. no, it's like, it's actually like sound yeah. life advice. It is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a joke at all. Yeah. 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 To me, that whole lighting up because for me, without knowing, where your experience comes from. There is a heaviness to life that you don't realise is the heaviness that you're creating in, from your thought. And life does feel heavy and generally like you've got a backpack on or whatever else. And the whole, um, to me, the whole lightening up is the freedom of thought. It is that, that lightness that comes from realising that, oh, Actually, yeah, this is maybe not the most pleasant thing in the world that's going I'm going through at the moment. But without all that extra woe is me and this shouldn't be happening and why is this happening? Without all that, it's so much lighter and easier in life. And it that for me is the um is the beauty that it doesn't it's not about the circumstance and what you're going through in life, it's how you're thinking about it. And it's hard to see that when you're going through bad things, when you don't have the understanding. It, well, it's impossible to see that. You just think, life's dragging me down, basically, don't you? It's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's that, rather yeah. than my thinking about life is what's making this harder. Yes, the circumstances going on that I maybe wouldn't choose, but I don't need to make it any harder, really. Yeah. 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 I guess again. Even, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Lynn. No, no, you yeah. good, you good. Very quickly, just again, you, you know, I look at the words and play with the words, but I guess here again, it's sort of an understanding that life, or at least for, again for me, if I just replace that with the word, it it's about being. Because again, if we say, you know, how many times have oh, my sister used to say to me, oh, for God's sake, Elaine, get a light. I should say that to me, and I can remember that. But like, I think, well, what does that mean? Do you know what I mean? Because like, what you've got, it doesn't sort of really look very good. So I don't know which life to get, kind of thing. <laughs> or, or or on the other side, which again, because you don't know which, because you've got something out there that you're choosing from, rather than the the living bit inside of you, you know, the being bit life in in the sense that what you are living but it's it's inside it's not outside again 
So, so ag again, even just to point out, you know, how, how it, how Jamie's dropped this in after, you know, we, through the reading, we've reached a certain level of, and dare I say, understanding that doesn't involve too much thinking. Mm. It's an understanding and awareness and embracing of a feeling or a, a real, a realization or an insight. Mm. So, so like the, you know, Oscar Wilde's quote can be taken on board as like, you know, this is really important rather than serious mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. The uh, pause when agitated one caught my attention too, and it made me think of the rumble strips metaphor, right? And, and, uh, just recognizing when we're in an agitated state and that, you know, if you realize that those are rumble strips, so I'll give you an example. So this last week I was helping my sister demo a bunch of stuff at her house to get spray foam insulation done. And the guys came in and did it and it's insulating her garage. Well, inside her garage is the duct work that takes the heating and cooling to the upstairs of her house. Well, they didn't insulate the duct work. So she's in a big fight now with the insulation company. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm her go-to kind of like talker off the ledge person, right? So she's been phoning me every time she's interacting with this company. And I have to help her realize like, you know, these are just rumble strips. Like it's not the end of the world. You know, and all the a lot of these things I could check off as things I'm pointing her to in our conversation to, you know, lighten up, um, you know, pause when agitated. Uh, being kind to yourself because she's blaming herself for their screw up all this kind of stuff so it's uh it's been quite interesting the the pause when agitated thing that's something through all of this um learning understanding whatever we want to call it for me has has really helped me enormously to see for myself in that moment when I could just get so mad about something that and I and I've had this it's like I'm a I'm, I'm in training <laughs> I'm literally training myself to do that because I and I and I'm getting much faster at it uh, is to stop and go what is it that's really bugging me what what why am I feeling this I always start from my tummy. So I notice that. It's like I notice, oh, oh something's coming. What is it? And, and that's just, it's just been absolutely fascinating. That that started for me actually a long time ago. I still have a book here. Uh, there's a book in my shelf called Time to Think by Nancy Klein. I don't know if any of you have read that, but mm. one of the, one of the, and it's, yeah, must have been 20 something years ago I read that. And one of the examples, if I, I won't get it correct, but she, she gives an example of driving and getting agitated with other drivers. Well, really, what is the point? Uh, <laughs> so can't do anything about it. And I remember way back then thinking, oh, I'm in the car and I'm getting mad. I'm actually making myself mad. They can't do it. That was an absolute revelation for me that that other driver could not make me mad because of course I thought he was making me mad by being an idiot, by not using his signal, by not. So that I still remember that from all those years ago, that, wow, oh, no, it's me. 
it's me doing it. So it's, so it's still an all now to go, okay, I need to take a breath. I'm getting a bit annoyed about something, what's going on. So I love that. And I use that with loads of people. The, I don't tell them to pause when agitated because I don't know what they would do to me. <laughs> but normally uh, at least take a breath uh, is quite a handy one. Yeah, I like that. The other one that really jumped out at me was you don't need to be vigilant. And I think because of my analytical nature and all the jobs I've done, very process oriented, and very analytical. I always thought, I thought life was like a chess match. Like I always had to be thinking 10 steps ahead. And if I was doing a, you know, trying to present or sell something that worked to management or whatever, I had to pre, I had to ahead of time, think of all the different responses they would be able to give me and have rebuttals to each one of them and this pathway to success was to to have figured out all the possible permutations and combinations and options um and i i see that i taught my daughter this and it's one of the things that causes her a lot of stress and anxiety is uh is that she's very similar to me in that way um trying to figure it all out all the time and uh, it's exhausting. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this this is like, oh, I don't need to do that. Woo. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Somebody should have told me that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody should have told me. Yeah. 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 Out of all of those, actually, um, the understanding is a rational goal. Mm. The fact that Anything that you really understand, once you understand it, it's just so much easier because most disagreements or miscommunications probably come from the fact that both parties or whatever have got a completely different understanding of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And just that whole levelling the playing field by just realising that we're just both seeing it differently or we're both got different ideas of work. That's just like a place to start from, but we don't, do we? I know in myself, if I'm really caught up in really believing something and somebody else has got the opposite, there's just there's just no rationale in there, is there? It's like yeah. it just gets more and more chaotic as it goes on. So that just the understanding is just paramount really. Imagine how many marriages would be saved. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And many other things besides we've all, we've all talked about all this before, wars and all sorts of things. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. Yeah. The old uh, Stephen Covey, have it five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But without the understanding, they're just words. Nice words. Because mm -hmm. I've read the... Stephen Covey book many times but obviously didn't get the same understanding from it that, that you've obviously got anyway even before this mm. but um, I think sometimes words are just words aren't they without some sort of meaning coming or feeling or some other understanding coming through at the same time yeah yeah I think that's been our experience with doing this program like having read this book already once through and then doing it again. It's all the same words that we already read the first time. 
Yeah. And we're seeing it so much deeper and clearer as we go through it again. And then as we, we unpack it and discuss it amongst ourselves. Yeah. The other one that I, I highlighted here that I, I think is if I, if I was forced at gunpoint to choose one, this might be the one I would choose, which is be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I not to, to uh, keep bringing it up, but I screwed up last week. You didn't record the session. Well, I could have spent the whole week beating myself up <laughs> and I did, I did spend maybe five minutes beating myself up, but it wasn't, it, it went by pretty quick and uh, um, yeah, just, you know, the more I, I remind myself of this being kind to yourself, the, the, the easier life seems to get. Mm. In the first sentence there, if being hard on yourself was going to work, it would have worked by now. Oh man, I highlighted that. My highlighter was not heavy <laughs> enough to highlight that <laughs> sentence. Seriously, I was like, <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't, doesn't work. No, that really speaks to me. Um, We just had guests over the weekend who are part of my husband's family, but I don't know them. So it's the first time I've ever spent with them. And and if they told me once over the weekend, they must have told me three million times how kind and thoughtful and generous and other amazing things. And they left and I was like, I really have to start being kinder to myself. <laughs> I'm really good at that for other people. Mm. Yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? What we what we do to ourselves. And you you said earlier, Greg, on another point that you're so quick to see things in other people, and I am too. And I I really can see kindness and goodness, and and I never even people that I don't like very much and there are people that I don't like very much I'm human but I wouldn't be unkind and I wouldn't be because it's not who I am and and I'm like even to those people I wouldn't but it's okay for me to do it to me no that is not okay that's just not okay crazy and I think Lynn and I actually mentioned this uh, yesterday, I think we did talking of being kind, and it was and and I think I was mentioning to Lynn that on our weekend course, you know, remember we remember the exercise that we did about mm. taking your own medicine, mm. and this is one medicine that we really should be taking, and yeah. how often we just don't do it. You know, we're great coaches, we're doing lots of good in the world, we're helping people right, left, and center. And then we've just kind of forgotten about ourselves. Well, what about a bit of kindness and medicine like that yeah. for yeah. ourselves? And how often we forget to do that? Caught up in in everybody else's, yeah. you know, foibles. Let's say. Yeah. I think the whole book writing that under that. the chapter, Elaine, <laughs> under the chapter, and write and take your own medicine. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that framing of it. Awesome. Me too. I do. Also, the the idea of taking your own medicine. Often we think of it. Oh, you know, you don't don't speak to me like that. You you know, you ought to you know 
get back sort of the nastiness that you've just spat out. Usually it's kind of given in that sense. But the idea of actually, mm. you know, this is, this is wonderful medicine. It's not poison. This is the best medicine we could possibly take. We mm. need to take it. Yeah. And it's going to be so healing. You know, we're so good at helping. Again, so good at helping others, you know, to the point even in a therapeutic way or even in a therapeutic way helping other people in the in the therapeutic sense and do we do it for ourselves how often do we not yeah. mm. looking at the time should we do the thought yeah, experiment yeah. yeah so i'll read that out it says uh this is on page 233 have you already started to notice that any lingering sense you may have had that there's something to get to, somewhere to get to, and that there's better than here was an illusion. Mm. That the search is over. I have noticed, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 The search is over. I might realize that I haven't found things, but indeed I I have indeed for many things realized that I just don't even have to search for them anymore because they're already there. Yeah, it's, I already know what I think I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's that always <laughs> that when you think you need to read the next page of a book because obviously the answer's there or buy the next book or go on the next course or it, it's it's seeing through all that it's seeing through no if you want to read a book or go on a course do it for enjoyment because you want to not because you think there's some golden nugget in it that you need to get yeah. before you can yeah. have the perfect life so yeah I think seeing through that when it comes up that actually no do I do I really want to because I want to, not because I think there's something in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something that really comes up for me a lot is all these things, when I think about them for myself, that's one thing, but then I realize them also, it's the same for everybody else. So, you know, I always think, talk about my kids, but, you know, the search is over for my kids, like um, for my clients, like when I'm meeting with a client, knowing that they already, they're, they, they're already there. Like their search is over. Um, they don't know it yet, <laughs> but you know, that's where I'm going to be pointing yeah. them to as we work yeah. together. And, and me knowing it for them has some intrinsic value. It's kind of, you know, knowing that people aren't broken, people don't need to be fixed. They're certain, you know, they're already have everything they need. It's just such a, you know, a weight off. It's also powerful, right? Because yeah. if you, you know, the, the person, if you hold the highest sense of appreciation and love and gratitude, the person that you have in front of you, they will automatically move up to that level. 
Jamie, I can't remember if it was what course it was on recently, but he said something like, you're, you're either trying to bring your client into your version of the world or they're bringing you into theirs. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I yeah, if, if my version of the world is that we're, we're already where we need to be, we already have everything we need, we're, we're already okay. I don't need to get sucked into their world of everything's terrible. Mm -hmm. Um you know it, it's funny because i'm thinking now this is what i've been trying to model for my sister she's been battling with the insulation company it's like you know <laughs> it's okay everything will be fine <laughs> yeah yeah she can deal with it yeah exactly no problem. it certainly will take a lot of weight off your shoulders greg when she gets there yeah <laughs> for sure Hello. Was that a good place to leave it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Sheila, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, that's uh, yeah. been a pleasure. You're welcome. Having you here with us. All right, we'll see everyone again next week. Okay.